Internet. Hey, Internet. And hey, Dale. Hey. Guess guess what it is. It's number 58. Oh, yeah. Welcome to episode 58 of Outrage Factory, the world's foremost podcast where we look at the things that made you mad online this week. No, it's actually, as of tomorrow, pumpkin spice latte season. Oh, my God. The best time of the year. Sweater weather, baby. Oh, yeah. I can feel it. I went to HomeSense today. Fucking all the Halloween decorations are out. Gonna get some PSLs? Yeah, man. PSLs all day. Throw on a nice... PSLs all day. Nice uh, knitted cable sweater. Yeah, I, I just have one I, I know you do. That's why I, I said Maybe it. a toque? A toque? It's a little early. Not toque, a beanie? Toque weather is like November. Yeah. Our uh, Starbucks insider tells us that they're launching the PSLs early to separate it from the regular fall launch date, which is September 6th, because they're going to launch a... Cardamom latte. Don't don't talk about her on the podcast anymore, please. No, we're not talking about her. Don't talk about her. Okay, it's <laughs> don't do. Is it. it awkward? No, it's fine. What's more awkward, the fact that you're now single, or that I don't know what cardamom is? <laughs> <laughs> it's a, it's really a toss up, ladies. Uh, ladies, Dale doesn't know what cardamom. Is. Ladies, in the the best uh, segue introduction ever. Uh, Derek single. He's out on the prowl, ready to bring his I'm neither of those sweaty hog over uh, well, to a lucky lady. Technically we, we just made it internet official, but we've been we've been on that for like the whole time you've been dating? Well <laughs> for being honest. <laughs> yeah, but uh, Yeah, but now now I get to vicariously live through you and your singleness because I'm Way too lazy to get into that market again because it is terrible. E- terrible. E- yeah. So are you? Are, do you, Do you want to talk about it? Is no. It, is it awkward? Well, it's not awkward. It's is not it good podcast. More awkward than it usually. Is? I figure. I, think I figure I might just podcast. start a second podcast yeah. where I talk about being a single thirty eight year old single dad, and I just like it can be me sobbing into a microphone for an hour every week. Or we could open up a segment of Derek fails at dating and I could feel good about myself. I'm actually down with that. I'm finally not the single guy failing at dating women. I can something occurred. To I me? can preach from my uh, perch of comfortableness because I'm in a stable relationship. And this is the thought like throughout this whole thing. I've been I've been mostly OK. I've been yeah. pretty emotional. Like I'm just like whatever. It's fine. Like I've had. Prior to this relationship, I had an eight-year relationship. Yeah. And then prior to the uh, – like between that relationship and this relationship, I had yeah. a three-year relationship. So I've basically been married like three times. Yeah. But the thing that brought it all crashing down on me was me realizing that for the first time in 20 years, yeah. Dale has a girlfriend <laughs> and I do not. That was that was too much. That's where that was my line in the sand. Uh, I've never been happier than this moment. <laughs> this is like Christmas and my birthday and a first kiss all in one. Yeah, it was uh, <laughs> it was rough. Let me tell you, that was that was a hard realization. Yeah, it was, I, it's probably also worse because now you have to go out into the world and talk to women and you're 38. Oh, and sober, which is another one. Oh, yeah. Whereas, like, before, like, prior to this, I could just rely on alcohol and yeah. uh, rely on alcohol, not just for the woman to be drunk enough to find me charming, yeah. but for me to 
I like to imagine that it made me more charming when really yeah. if you were there. Yeah. It didn't. It, it just turned me into a, an oaf who well, like shouted at people. Yeah, but it also stopped the awkwardness because I don't want to sound sexist or anything, but a lot of the things that help you in dating is just exuding confidence. Yes. Because all the shit that's going wrong in the world, a girl wants to know that a guy, like, well, at least he knows who he is and he knows what he wants. Yeah. So when you're drunk, you might not know who you are or what you want, but you pr- you uh, yell, you project <laughs> you just, who yeah. you think you are. You project are. that yeah. through volume. Yeah. Uh, and you're like... And when you're sober, you're like, oh, I should talk to that girl. Well, it's kind of awkward. Should I say this or should I say that? I fear rejection. Oh, uh, what would she say if I said this? And then you're three beers in and you're like, I don't care. Three beers. Wow. Is that all it took you to get confidence? No. It took me a sip to get confidence, Derek. No. It took me... It took me negative beers. By the time I got enough confidence to talk to women, I was too drunk to... I, I witnessed this play out in action many times, and it was amazing. There's like this razor's edge where you're like drunk enough to be smooth enough to talk to women, but... Not dr- too drunk to do anything about it. That yeah, and that would last yeah. for about twenty seconds, and then you take yeah. the next sip, and all of a sudden you're throwing <laughs> up all over. And then I get what has been termed Dale drunk. <laughs> yes, and I would repulse women more than when I was sober. Yeah, no, uh, yeah, I'd I'd like I'd say it seems like every time I've got a girlfriend, it was somehow by accident when I wasn't paying attention. Seems very on brand for you. Yeah. Uh, The the nice thing about, through my sobriety, I have learned and come to accept that all sober people are fucking awkward and don't know how to, like, engage socially with other people. So... Uh, while I don't have the benefit of alcohol, I also don't have the requirement of alcohol. That's true. I can just be awkward all the time. Plus, if you go after age-respectable women or age – what's that word? Like age – Age-adequate women <laughs> who are also in their late 30s. Any guy who still gets drunk in his late 30s, they'll be like, oh, my God, this guy's sober. I don't have to deal with a train wreck. So they'll give you like some – Leeway. I could go the other way, though. It's like, oh, this guy's sober. That means I can't be a train wreck. That means he's no fun and he's already controlling Well, me. that'll save you from accidentally dating a train wreck. Accidentally? Wow. I'm trying to be nice here. I'm trying to, like, maybe one of these single women who listen to this podcast has there are had a crush on there, you somehow for there 57 are, there episodes. There are like three women who listen to this podcast. And none of them have a crush on you? Oh, highly unlikely. What if, what if it's been dormant? And then me pronouncing your sweat hog is free and up for grabs. It just... Are you projecting right now? Is this you admitting that you've had a crush on me this whole time? Yes, Derek. It's like, maybe neither one of us has to be single at the same time because we're together, finally, Dale. Do you want to make this hetero life mate relationship non-hetero life mate relationship? No, I don't. Because I just thinking about that gross. I think if I were to go to that team, just the fact of how well I know you would ruin all the magic. Wow, <laughs> that's, uh, that's some hurtful shit. It's, it's, it's not that I'm repulsed by you physically and sexually. It's just that I know you too well. 
and there would be no mystery to it. You sound like every woman I have ever. I know, right? right <laughs> I'm getting PTSD flashbacks here. This is this is. I'm just I'm just giving you what you're gonna you're gonna have to like talk about Spark and the magic when you're on these dates, like. You're going to get text backs, be like, oh, hey, how are you? You want to go for another date? And they're going to be like, there's no spark. And you're going to be like, Ugh. isn't that just like, Ugh. I don't know. What is that? I don't know what the spark is. I've been told I don't have it. <laughs> <laughs> By your current girlfriend? No, no, she never said that. No. Did she okay. ever say there was a spark? No. I think she, instead of saying spark, she says connection. Oh. She's like, we got a strong connection. That's that's good. And then when we That's like spark for grownups. When yeah. you're just like, I've accepted that there's no such thing as like romance in this world. Yeah. I've just accepted that like the best I can hope to do is find a person <laughs> who doesn't make me want to blow my brains out. Yeah. And just kind of shamble through life with them. Yeah. 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 That's a connection. Yes. Exactly. Anyways, that's the big news in my life. This is now a podcast about how single I am, apparently. Mm-hmm. Uh, do we want to get into the things that made people mad online this yeah. week, Dale? I think we should, because one thing that ended is the smoke's gone. Well, temporarily. Well, it's it's not like the gone. fires aren't burning anymore. Well, the fires are still there. Well, it, it's like we got a reprieve, and then you kind of just notice how much people have been whining about it and there's all these articles and studies being like, oh, the mental health of people is bad because of smoke. And you're like, grow up. It was two weeks. My favorite thing is like, okay, yeah, in Vancouver, a city where you have like seasonal depression because it yeah. fucking rains 10 months out of the year. Yeah. There was two weeks of smoke and they're like, ma, this made people really sad. It's like, <laughs> well, if they're sad about that, I have super bad news for you because <laughs> there's there's 10 months of uh, shit coming coming your way yeah, there. It's like folks. the Vancouver winter is 10 months of going uphill and the summer is that hill on the highway where you pick up speed before you go on the uphill and yeah. you, you like you want to get near the crest before your sad kicks in but the smoke was like a person who was slow in front of you so you couldn't rev all the way up on yeah. the downhill to That's actually that is a, that is an awfully apt metaphor there Dale. Nice to Of which done. I still have to say grow up <laughs> like just push your car up. Like you like, what did people do when they were fighting in wars or there's depression and be like, well, there wasn't sunny enough well, they today. just kept it to themselves and they it's committed like, suicide shortly there. Yeah, it's like, as and like people when it's sunny. Like buried their feelings. Inside. How people act. You're like, what, do you all have rickets? Why are you this happy for just some sunshine? Everyone's like, oh, my God. Got that vitamin D all over the my face. sun is out. I can breathe again. And you're like, yeah, as a fall stand, like fuck your son. I cannot wait until it's fucking raining every day and cloudy and shitty. And I can grab a PSL and go home and sob into a pillow because I'm so lonely. (laughs) So, so low. You know what I did today? What's up? I bought a waterproof jacket because I'm like, ooh, the rain's coming. uh, You've lived in Vancouver for how long? Five years. All right. I've had waterproof jackets. It's about time. Well, this is my replacement lightweight waterproof jacket because one of the other, one of the annoying things about Vancouver is sometimes when it rains, it's still too warm to wear a coat. So if you have like a bitch in like winter waterproof coat, you can't wear it because then you're 
sweating while it's raining, and that's probably the most physical uncomfort you can feel. <laughs> you're like, good thing I'm wearing this jacket to not get wet, and meanwhile, you're just yeah. like soaking yourself from and the inside. And then you get that weird, like, <laughs> I hope people can't tell I'm sweating underneath this coat. <laughs> and then you go somewhere, and you're like, go to take your jacket off, and it looks like you just fucking ran five kilometers, and they're like, are you okay? And you're like, yeah, it's just, uh... Well, it was raining outside, and I'm wearing this jacket. Now I'm all sweaty, but I'm okay. And they're like, all right, this is a bookstore. I didn't really need to <laughs> Yeah, I didn't, didn't want your life story, but just, just wanted to know if you needed help finding some books. Hands off the merchandise there, <laughs> sweaty Eddie. <laughs> yeah, here's a towel. You want to wipe your hands before you touch any of the yeah, books? Yeah, for those who don't have the pleasure of living in the Pacific Northwest, it is actually a place where you need varying degrees of waterproof jackets. So you need your, like, light rain jacket. You yeah. need a medium, medium gauge rain jacket. Uh, and then a heavy one for the winter because it never snows here. It just rains. Uh, and well, there's two days wet. that it might snow. True. Like two years ago, though, it snowed for like months. And that was ridiculous. It was like below minus 12 for like a month. And that I think people whined about as much as they did about the smoke. What's this? Uh, What's that? Well, it's the other article you linked. Oh, it's from the Taiyi, which is. Yeah, that's a. Uh, of course, they would take a, a swipe at the liberals. Yeah, that's one of those left-leaning publications. Uh, yeah, like left-falling-over publications. Independent, uh, so they uh, don't really have to depend on corporate funding, so they can just kind of take stabs at everything they want. Yeah, which is mostly uh, the BC liberals, who are apparently to blame for yeah. this year's forest fire. <laughs> Thanks, liberals. <laughs> Yeah, thanks for uh, setting making, all those fires. I yeah, guess. starting all those fires with your bare hands and defunding the stuff that makes fires not happen, like climate change. My my, I fucking I just hate that the era we live in, where like everything is now a political gesture, or oh, yeah. like, even like a natural disaster, like forest. Like I get like, f- yeah, fuck climate change is like one hundred respect, one hundred percent responsible for the uptick in in wildfires that we have. Yeah, but. It it's not it's not about you posturing so that your political party of choice wins. Yeah, like let's all just band together and find a solution. Let's not be like ah the political party I already didn't like is to blame for this situation. And the worst part is it's like they're like oh it's the BC Liberals' fault. You're like okay I believe you it's the Liberals' fault. And they're like okay now the forest fires are cured. Yeah, and it's like no we solved them. <laughs> we put even, them up. even if every single person agrees with them is like yeah it was the Liberals' fault. And you still have to deal with the fires. Yeah. It's not solving anything. No. You're just pointing the finger at what is a possible cause. Maybe we should be clear-cutting again to get rid of all those old trees. Yeah. Who decided that we saved the trees? Probably the NDP. Sounds like a very tree-hugger. Yeah, Green Party. You know what gets rid of forest fires? Cutting down the forest. Tearing up all the trees and replacing them with pipelines. Carrying smooth crude <laughs> to the coast for export to China. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's my solution yeah. anyways. All that deforestation causes mudslides, makes the mountains nice and slick. So no more trees can't grow on there, then you don't have fires. Anyway, I'm just Bang. looking forward to, uh, so bitch about the heat season is now over. As mm-hmm. you can tell, because Dale and I haven't bitched about the heat yet. Uh, bitch about the smoke season is in the review window. Yeah. Uh, now we get to bitch, bitch about the 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 rain. Yeah. Sounds good. Yeah. So Digging it's it. gonna be no, no, no. Right before we start bitching about the rain, we start bitching about the end of summer. 
because school's back in session in about seven days. Because, yeah, next weekend's a long weekend. So Tuesday, all the kids go back to school. and then My kid goes to school for the first time. What up? And then everybody realizes that, Kindergarten yes, dad over here. They are mortal. Child. Time is marching on, and they will die. And for some reason, everybody feels like summer is where they don't have responsibilities or cares. So we all lament its passing. For me, the my favorite thing about summer was always uh, that there was... Uh, less traffic during my morning commute. Yeah, that was nice. And then once everyone's going back to school and everyone's like, do people know that you can take vacation in September? Like, you don't have to book your vacation during the summer months. That's not a requirement. Yeah. I don't know. I think people book their vacation in summer months because they're like, well, Vancouver is one of the most temperate weathers in Canada, so I'm going to take time off during the one time a year where it's hot here and go somewhere hotter instead of waiting till it's cold and go somewhere warm. Like, why wouldn't everybody be like, oh, it's the rainy season now. Now I'm going to go somewhere where it's hot. Isn't that what they do? Well, you were just saying that they could take their vacation. Oh, as a vacation. No, I'm talking about the people who like flee to fucking, uh, you know, snowbirds. Head to Florida. Which... Having been in Florida and Arizona this summer, yeah, fuck those places. That fuck. makes sense why they come back here for the summer. Yeah, because yeah, no, like no. I, I could see if I lived in Alberta, I would be full fledged snowbird because it gets to like minus thirty there. But here it's like yeah, whatever, you could deal with it. I wouldn't need to leave Vancouver's winter, but that's because. I kind of that's that's because you don't have seasonal depression, Dale. It's true, and I also just got a rain jacket, so I'm fucking pumped <laughs> for the rain, so I could actually use it. Do you want to talk about this McCain thing? Yeah, let's talk about that. So, Senator John McCain, uh, former Republican presidential nominee, passed away after a long battle with brain cancer yeah. yesterday, day before. Uh, yeah. He had just like stopped treatment. Didn't he had he? just stopped. He, I think, it like they announced that he had stopped treatment like two days before, and then he died. So I yeah. think him stopping treatment was just like, well, this isn't going anywhere. Uh, yeah, and and accepted his fate, and then uh, passed away. Uh, and people were, uh, you know, like the the uh, the the people you would expect were were flooding the internet with respects for the man yeah uh, and then a lot of people you wouldn't expect were also uh, flooding the internet with respects for the man were they yeah I felt that like, a lot of left-leaning people were were you know praising John McCain and whatever like fuck it the era we live in uh and it's fine that they were doing that. Like, it's yeah. cool that you can, like, still uh, honor someone who, who, for all intents and purposes, kind of reached across the aisle to, to conduct. Um, yeah, I saw tweets about him being the last uh, Republican people respected so, or the best Republican. And I think that's just a sign of the times. Like, I think if we go back to if John McCain dies 10 years ago, uh, no one on the left is shedding a tear for the man. Yeah. But because we've now witnessed, like, the age of Trump and how fucking crazy things are. Yeah, and where the right just, like, is crazy the right. Yeah. Whereas, like, if if John McCain came out today as, like, a senator and, like, politician, 
He wouldn't even be. He'd be, he'd be a Democrat, probably. Yeah. He even though even he was like staunchly right. opposed to gay marriage or civil yeah. unions. Uh, he really, really loved uh, defense spending and, and wars, which is weird. You would think a guy who spent a lot of time uh, as a literal prisoner of war yeah. would come back and be like, yo, war's kind of fucked up. Maybe we should not do that anymore. Uh, or McCain fucking loved war. Or he was like, yeah, I was in a cage for four years because we didn't do war good enough. So we should just definitely get better at war for so more people like me don't get captured. That was that was probably the yeah the the impetus for that. Like for me, if I was in war and my oh god my gun wasn't good enough and I got captured, I wouldn't be like yeah none of us should have guns. I'd be like give me a better fucking gun so mine's bigger than the enemy's. If it was for me and yeah. I was in war. I would flee the scene of the battle <laughs> with my fucking dick tucked between my legs, shrieking all the way. I don't think I love my country. There's not a country in this world I would die for. Would that? Would you be like one of those dudes who lives in the Kootenays who? Oh yeah, the draft Vietnam dodgers. War? Yeah, one hundred percent. Yeah, and I would say uh, it's because I have a moral opposition to war. Yeah, but really, it's because I'm too chicken shit to fight a battle. Yeah, like. My moral obligation to war is the dying part. Like, I'm not super against war itself. I just don't want to be in... Like, now that I'm, like, 40, well, 39, I can come out pro-war because there's no way I'm going to war. Because I'm way too old to get... Even if we brought in mandatory draft, I'm too old. Like, maybe I'd have to go behind the lines and, like, fix some mechanics. I don't think you'd have to do shit. Yeah. Like, you, you... I'm starting to understand. You've got gout, man. You've got a, There's no way you would get drafted. It finally makes sense why old white dudes are all pro-war and part of the industrialized military complex. It's because we can make money off it and we never have to go die. That's actually... As, as an old white dude who can now send uh, younger dudes to die yeah. for my battles, uh, I'm going to... I'm Maybe I'm going to flip on this one. Wait, did we just become pro-war? Are we? We're now a right-wing podcast. This is. Oh wow! <laughs> Sorry, guys. <laughs> Shit. It just makes so much more sense. I mean, really, we can make more money being the right-wing podcast. I mean, anyway. like, if someone was like, "Dale, here's a suitcase full of money," if you're pro-war, and I'd be like, "Ooh, yeah." Well, there's some guys out there who just need to die, and they're in other countries, and they're bad. Yeah. So let's go get them. Uh, Lucky Martin, if you want to chuck some bucks our way, yeah. uh, your missiles are the best missiles. <laughs> yeah. And the Afghan orphans that your bombs explode are the shittiest Afghan orphans. And uh, last time I checked, we had, like, what, 200 Moabs still in storage? Let's fucking pull the cork on a couple of those bad boys. Blow them up? Yeah. They're what? Seven million dollars each. More. Wow, the money's already spent. <laughs> they're already built, and they're uh, they're not going to replace them. They're just sitting oh, in. They're the- only one hundred seventy thousand. Fuck, oh, man! Set off ten of those fuckers. <laughs> it's like fucking dollar store. Fourth of July out. fireworks. Yeah, man. <laughs> Let's do it. I guess uh, when you don't have nuclear components, they're actually quite cheap. Uh, anyway, my my issue with the McCain thing isn't the people who are like whatever, like, fuck, you want to acknowledge that the man is less shitty than Trump uh, and sing his praises. Cool. It was the people getting mad at the people who did the logical thing and mocked the man. (laughs) Wow. (laughs) Or just pointed out that, like, maybe he did some shitty things in his life. Uh, I saw one, one dude on Twitter just made a joke about, like, 
what was it? Like, rest in peace, John McCain. Uh, I'll always remember your super fries, which yeah. is like... <laughs> Because the company that makes super fries is called McCain's. Yeah. Uh, that's a delightfully Canadian joke, and uh, I enjoyed it. Some oh, yeah, people, I forgot that McCain fries are just in Canada. They are just much. in Canada. Yeah. And uh, that was that rubbed some people the wrong way because John McCain's a war hero, and we should be fucking acknowledging. Uh, oh, yeah. That, that was my problem with it was like, wait, what? We can't make jokes about the right-wing politicians now? We got to just be nice to everybody? Well, that's not going to fly on my internet because I don't know if people out there understand the types of jokes I like to make or read. They're usually offensive. And, yeah, the McCain super fries jokes, it's like a layup. Not even offensive. It's like a one-two punch. Boom, yeah. Old dead white guy. McCain super fries. Hilarious. They're good fries. Yeah. I don't know. I don't, I don't get like, like I could get why you could be like, yo, maybe we shouldn't. No, I don't get it. You should be able to mock the dead. That's like the people you should mock the most because they can't sue they you can't for feel libel anything. because they're dead. They, they can't, they cannot do it. They won't even know that you're mocking them because ghosts are not real. Yeah, exactly. Like, oh, boo, 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 they're a uh, fucking, uh, fucking that word. Oh, that one, oh I see, Dale. You raise their a legacy. Point. There you go. Well, you're ruining their legacy. Well, probably not, because anybody who's vestedly interested in their legacy is going to realize that this is a joke and not get super mad about it. Uh, I'm just trying to imagine, like if if uh, you know Hillary Clinton died, or mm-hmm. Barack Obama died, Ooh. or uh, Joe Biden died, or yeah. I don't think you would see. Like, the left is just so fucking concerned with, with civility and being yeah. civil and being and feelings. like, uh, don't don't point out that the bad guy did some bad things, you know? Yeah. Uh, which, whatever. Fuck, great. John McKay was a war hero. Fantastic. Yeah. Cool. Um, but he, he did have, he did do uh, some things that might not be considered very progressive when he was in Yeah, power. like you mentioned before, he was staunchly against gay marriage. Uh, and uh, that's not very good because you should totally be for gay marriage because everybody deserves the right to be married to someone they regret. Yeah. Doesn't matter what Except sex they are. Except me. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, and everyone keeps trotting out this fucking clip of uh, when McCain was running against Obama in the 2012 elections, I want to yeah. say. Um, it might have been the one before that. But uh, there's a, a woman. It's him at a town hall. Thank, thanks. <laughs> thanks, Dale. Thanks. Well, where would this podcast be without hey, your math skills? I want to pretend I know about politics. <laughs> I want to I want to sit at the table. Really, I just subtracted four from the number you said before. Yeah. <laughs> Because that's the one it was before um, that. It's McCain at a town hall, and some woman basically comes out and is like, oh, I heard Obama's an, an Arab, and, you know, he's, he's and this is like a real thing that happened, and McCain's like, no, he's a decent man. He's a good man. He's not an Arab. He's a, and uh, I saw a tweet talking about this scene, and he's like, the whole subtext of that thing, everyone's like lauding McCain for it and being like, this is what politics used to be like, like, you know, mm-hmm. he was just like, hey, this guy has different political beliefs than me, but that yeah. doesn't mean he's 
he's an Arab. Yeah. Uh, but the whole the problem with that whole line of reasoning is that Arabs are bad and uh, they should not be trusted. Because yeah. he's like, hey, Obama's good because he's not an Arab. Yeah. If there were an Arab running for office against me, fuck that guy. He's probably, you know, doing awful shit to children. And uh, yeah, nice. So, nah, eh, yeah. So I'm, it's like, yeah, I get what you're saying. I'm pretty indifferent. My my whole thing, and this is something I've started doing, uh, not even recently. This is like going back to uh, mostly now when celebrities die. Uh, I Anthony Bourdain was one exception because I I really liked Anthony Bourdain. But when celebrities die, you just don't have to say. Ladies. You just. So my whole shtick now is like when celebrities die, I won't say anything about the celebrity dying, but then I'll critique the people who are saying things. Yeah. Way better. That's way better. Way better because that way you're not attaching yourself to an opinion. You're just attacking other people's opinions. And if they want to turn around and attack you, you're not attached to anything, so you get away scot-free. Well, and the best thing is that they're alive to hear my critiquing <laughs> them, whereas a dead guy, not so much. So they can actually hear my shit, and yeah. they have to listen to it because it's the internet, yeah. whereas a dead person, they're not going to know what I said yeah. about them. And it's not like you can't just not read the internet. Everybody has to go on you, there. You do. That has been evidenced by yeah. my six attempts to quit Twitter. <laughs> uh, anything else to say about this, Dale? Uh, not really. Neat. Yeah. Okay. Well, in that case, we're going to take a quick break. Yeah. Uh, And when we come back, we're going to talk about some other shit that made people mad online this week. Yes. Thank you, Dale. Hey, Derek, do you want to talk about elegant names? Do, do I? <laughs> do you want to hear what I think is an elegant name? Okay, you know how, like, when you say NAFTA, it's just hard to remember. It's just fucking clunky. doesn't yeah. roll off the tongue. I like, I like acronyms. And uh, it's just... Fan. Well, Trump has solved all our problems. Because now when we don't want to say NAFTA because of the evil connotations and how people were slighted and their feelings were hurt. Now, well, temporarily we can say the United States-Mexico trade agreement. Or since you like acronyms so much, we could say Zunta. Zunta. Uh, I will say the, the other notable difference uh, in Trump's new trade agreement with Mexico uh, yeah. is that Canada is, is not included. Yeah. Is not included in that trade agreement. So. Uh, but I watched. Okay, guys. I watched a three minute video of Trump talking about this. So now I know everything I need to know. All about right, Dale. This. Unload on us. So what Trump said was. Spray your knowledge. I started with Mexico because people said it couldn't be done. So what I'm gathering was Trump, since he's not only relieved us of the terrible pain of saying NAFTA, he has also wisely gone after Mexico to lock down a trade agreement first because 
they're way harder to t- get deals and trade agreements with than Canada. Notoriously difficult to negotiate trade agreements with Mexico. Yeah. And the weird thing was he said he was talking with their old government and their new government. I, I'm not a political guy, so I didn't know that when you make trade agreements with countries, you had to talk to their old their old politicians as well as their new ones. I kind of just assumed you'd talk to the people who were the shot callers who made all the calls and were the ones that have been elected as representatives of the people, not the people who got shit-canned and kicked out. Not that you're Trump, man. The guy's a bridge builder. He will build bridges to past governments, future governments, present governments, governments that never existed. And my favorite thing about the – he said he's he's like, I'm going to go talk to their prime minister, but we got to fix this dairy thing. And I like how – the dairy thing is like the end all be all thing that's stopping a trade agreement between Canada and the US. So your brother is a dairy farmer. Yes. You want to add some some color around that? What's uh what's the inside word from from Canada's dairy farmers? Well, so they don't want the states to come sell their milk here because they have because the way Canada works is there's this uh, – usually the way products are produced is supply and demand. The more supply there are, the more – or the more demand there is, the supply has to rise up and meet it. But in Canada, that's not going to work because milk's a perishable – or uh, milk's a perishable product. So you can't just have a bunch sitting around waiting for people to want it. So the way it works is in Canada – you have to buy – there's only a certain amount of what they call quota, like milk quota, and that's enough for the demand of the whole uh, dairy industry. Yes. I don't know how it works in other provinces, but this is how it works in BC. So there's a certain amount of quota that can be had by dairy farmers all across the province. So you can't get like rich people coming in and just – overproducing milk and driving down the price and like basically starting a monopoly by starving out the competition. So the only way you can actually make and sell milk in BC is you buy quota from someone who already has it. They don't make new quota. Well, they make a little bit of new quota for inflation for like as the population gets bigger. Well, that's why you only see there's like one or two like Dairyland. Yeah. uh, Like one or two big dairy producers and they're probably buying up the supply from the farmers, correct? Yeah. So what happens is with your quota, you sell it to a company like Dairyland or Foremost and – they come to the farm, they pick up the milk, and then they take it back to their plant and they make some. There are small companies like Blackwell Farms out of Kamloops. They produce and make their own milk. So they have their they have quota to make milk, but they don't sell it to Dairyland. They just produce it themselves and sell the milk to stores. I feel like Kamloops uh, dairy cows would just like spit sand, essentially. Like <laughs> well, especially cheese. right like, now. Yeah, yeah. yeah, it's not... <laughs> It's not, yeah. a, it's well, not a moist hopefully area. Hopefully the farmers are giving them water. So the problem with Donald Trump's proposal is he wants to just start – so for this system to work, you kind of have to have a harsh limit on the dairy products that can come into the country. Otherwise, like 
massive farms in the States would just be able to produce stuff cheaper than up here because their dollar's worth more and they oh, can yeah. get cheaper labor. So there's 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 really high tariffs on importing milk products yes. in the States. But if if that's eliminated, Canada's dairy industry is fucked. Yeah, like, it gets gutted pretty yeah. much. But on one hand, you're like, yeah, that's pretty serious for the dairy industry. But on the other hand, it's like Canada only has 30 million people and the states has over like 10 times as much, like 330. So they're not really going to make too much money selling dairy here because we already have all this product on like we have the situation under control pretty much. So for him to say, yeah, we want to fix their dairy thing, it's like not like – I don't know. It just – it seems like something small to get hung up on. It's huge for us because it would gut our dairy industry. Well, and that's why I think he's he's refer- – like it doesn't fucking matter to the – it's not like these dairy farms in the US are like yeah. – sure, they're wanting for more customers. But, mm-hmm. but to him, I think it's more – uh, he sees tariffs on a U.S. product being brought into Canada as like a personal slight against him. Yeah. Uh, because he's a fucking moron with shit for brains. Yeah, exactly. And uh, because he's a brain dead idiot who has like cast himself as this business genius, he yeah. wants his legacy to be, oh, I came in and I removed all these tariffs and I made all these deals that were, were favorable to the United States, all these trade deals. Yeah. Which – good like more power to them that's good for the american people but fuck you you idiot (laughs) like there's there's you know i'm not like some like closed borders protectionist but when it comes to like protecting the livelihood of people in canada over some like uh some milk conglomerate in the united states like i don't give a fuck about them i care about yeah people like your brother yeah because he needs to pay to get into our hockey pool so that I can win his money next year. That guy needs that money, man. Levi, yeah, look it out for you, dude. Yeah, exactly. And like not only my brother, but I have cousins and uncles and aunts that all own dairy farms. So this is pretty much This is an attack on the Deruder family. The Deruder clan, pretty much. <laughs> and it's like and it's funny because from my myopic view, it's a huge deal because I know so many people involved. But from the broader perspective, I don't think it's as big as, say, like the steel industry or the like forest industry or like softwood lumber and like all that other shit you should get figured out. Like the dairy shit should be pretty far down on the like trading with Canada spectrum. Although when you consider how much milk people drink. That's true. It's got to be like I do a gallon challenge every day. No, (laughs) (laughs) fucking that'd be gross. Why would I do that every day? You know how stacked you would be. Just like yeah, or just fat, just like a rolling jug of milk. Although, like it is, if you are weightlifting, you should be drinking milk because one two hundred fifty milliliter glass of two percent has nine grams of fucking protein in it. And it doesn't taste as gross as fucking protein powder. Yeah. That's why they keep telling you you should drink chocolate milk after you work out. Because, like, one little 500 mil bottle of chocolate milk has a bunch of, like, the sugars your body needs to replenish and, like, a bunch of protein. It's also, yeah, it's the perfect ratio of uh, of carbs, protein, and yeah. whatever else your body needs. And it's good. I'm it's not delicious. A, I'm not a food... Uh, chocolate milk. I've always... I don't know if this is true. A coworker of mine just asked me this the other day because she too yeah. loves chocolate milk. Not as an exercise beverage, just as like 
a regular thing that she drinks. Yeah. Uh, but she was like, I heard a rumor when I was a kid that, that like chocolate milk is the milk that is not fit for human consumption. And it has all the like blood and refuse in it. And they just throw some some sugar and some dye in there. And all of a sudden you can sell that as milk. And I no. was like, yeah, that's absolutely true. No, that is absolutely so, true for this Situ- this like bizarro apocalyptic situation that you're talking about to work out, they would have to have good milk trucks. And is chocolate milk made out of cow blood is like the third <laughs> Google search. And they would have to have like gross milk trucks because if they do make the chocolate milk out of all the bad milk, they wouldn't want it to mix with the good milk. So you'd have to have like the shitty rundown truck pick up all the like pipe flushings and all the stuff. no. Plus, if you're a company, are you going to have two completely separate bottling facilities, one for the gross milk, one for the nice milk? Or are you going to have all the milk go through one system and then the milk you make into chocolate milk, you kind of just shoot off a a bunch to the side? Yeah, that's the, how it works. The refuse milk. No, not the refuse milk. The stuff it's with like partially formed cow embryos and shit in it. I, as a guy who understands how cow anatomy works, I'm gonna say I'm gonna go on the record saying it is definitely likely that cow embryos would end up in the cow boob juice. Yeah, that's possible. Okay, that's definitely possible because that would be like an embryo coming out of a woman's breast. Ah, uh, Snopes debunked this. Uh, does chocolate milk contain cow's blood? It's it's an emphatic false. But because this is 2018 and I can pick and choose my truth, uh, there is absolutely cow's blood in chocolate milk unless the chocolate milk industry would like to pay us sponsorship dollars, <laughs> in which case the shit is pure and clean and you should drink it every day. Yeah. Uh, what I think happens since it's easier and cheaper to just make chocolate milk out of the same good milk, you just – shoot some into a chocolate milk tank. I think that's the way they do it. Oh, get a load of Mr. Milk Scientist. Oh, yeah. Ladies, <laughs> Dale DeRuder understands the business of chocolate milk making. What's up, ladies? And uh, business is good. If you must know, I have milked a cow by hand. <laughs> probably many times, right? Well, actually, that's, that's probably something you'd want to tell dudes. Dudes, yeah. Since cows' boobs are shaped like penises. Right. Be like, I could give two simultaneous hand jobs, but... Also, lady boobs don't like milking so much. Actually, and the way you milk a cow, you, like, squeeze at the top, and then you pull down as you squeeze with the other fingers. I think that would be super painful, not only for a woman's boob, but also a penis. It would kind of just like <laughs> smash all the blood to the tip and then it would feel like it was going to explode. Okay. But have you ever tried that? Te- like, don't, don't lie. You've absolutely tried that technique. On myself? Yeah. Or on another dude. <laughs> I don't get either. I feel or. like, I feel like if we didn't lose the listeners with like, two behind-the-curtain views of what we do in our personal lives, me telling them that sometimes I jerk off by milking (laughs) myself like a cow (laughs) might be a little over the line. So I'm just going to say, just like chocolate milk... That's a yes. That's a yes. ...doesn't have blood in it, I don't jerk off by milking myself like a cow. Those are two things... Let's uh that Snopes has let's disproven. Snopes, let's Snopes that second one. See what we can find out. Does yeah. Dale milk himself like Google a cow? Does Dale milk himself like a cow? I'm doing it. And see how many fucking <laughs> lists you get on. Oh. 
No. Yes, these cows actually milk themselves. Huffington Post Canada, Dale, uh, you've been you've been exposed. Yikes. All right. Uh, what's, uh, what the fuck? There was something else I wanted to talk oh, about. Oh, I was going to tell you. Oh, the NAFTA thing. What were you going to tell me? No, let's talk about the NAFTA thing because what I have to tell you is completely unrelated to Canada, the U.S., and Mexico talking. Oh, I have a question. So we got rid of NAFTA. I brought up the line that we Donald did not get rid of NAFTA. Trump yeah, we did. did. All of us together. Trump did. Because it was a terrible name and it hurt <laughs> our feelings. I like, I like the name. Yeah, it's, it's pretty <laughs> much a banging app, uh, like an acronym. Acronym. So anyways, as it stands, since Donald Trump has the Mexico on board, it's called the United States-Mexico Trade Agreement. What do we do with Canada? Where do we put it? At you know what I want to say? It will be last place. It would be awesome if it was like Canada, United States, but I don't think Trump's going to say that. No, absolutely not. Like it would make sense to go north to south, or because if you go south north or middle north south, it doesn't make sense. You know what's going to happen what? is Trump's going to negotiate the deal with Mexico, the United States Me- United States Mexico trade agreement. Mm-hmm. Canada's going to bend over. Canada's going to be like, "We're fucked. They're our largest trade partner. Like, what can we do here?" They're going to yeah. bend over backwards. Uh, we're going to get our dairy industry and probably a number of other industries just totally eviscerated. Yeah. And as a final insult, we're going to have our name fucking left off of it. So it's still going to be, it'll oh. just be the United States, Mexico trade agreement. Yeah. And Canada will be like, <laughs> we're, we're here too guys. And it'll be, no, it'll be like the United States, Mexico trade agreement asterisk. Canada is also. Yeah, in like tiny six point font. <laughs> just like Canada is here too. Uh, yeah, I mean, I, I don't know what we don't have uh, a lot of weight to throw around here. So uh, Trump can essentially starve us out. We can try and wait until the next elections and hope uh, uh, non fucking buffoon is elected. Or if Trump gets elected, we're just going to, our economy is going to choke for, for the next. Yeah, what we could do while. is. I guess try to br- like use like we could say mom said that I could have this be like China doesn't want to buy oil from you. So you could put run oil through us to them type of deal and then everybody could save face and they still get your oil or yeah because there's nothing really that Canada can withhold from the states and be like uh, if you don't fuck off and let us in, we're going to do this differently. I legit think we should like 100% throw our, all of our, all of our trade into China. Like just, just hook, hook our wagon to that horse. Uh, mm. I'm, I'm down with China. Like, you know, human rights abuses just, or whatever. Cause your brother lives there. Yeah. But also like whatever. I mean, if, if you look at the pure numbers game, like, yeah. ch- sorry, dude, China's going to win. So see what we should be doing is Japan because while China has more people, Japan has more technology and Japan's about, Oh, that's not necessarily true anymore. China, Japan's about to crumble and fall into the sea because it's like pretty much an irradiated wasteland. <laughs> so if we say Japan cut, like just move fucking move to Canada, we're renovating, just move Japan, just call BC like new Japan and move. Don't, don't they all? Don't Derek. They all. <laughs> Derek. I just moved, also, like, that's wrong. how many people are in Japan? Okay, wait. I got to quickly Google how many people are in Japan. How many people 
Three hundred million. Japan. Whoa, not even close. That's Damn. Not that much. Only one hundred twenty-seven million. So do China next? That's like a billion. I already know that. So if Japan, if we moved everybody from Japan, and we kept everybody that's in Canada, we would only have a hundred and fifty million people. And that would be half as much as is in the States. So we would still be fucked trying to, like, strong arm leverage some a trade agreement with the States. No. Yeah, exactly. So that's why we go to China, the place with a billion people. Yeah. And we're just like, we already have the ties. There's a huge Chinese population in Vancouver. They uh, own a lot of the property. We, we just let them buy the property and then never move into it and park their money here. Or we say, hey. Start moving into the property. Our population doubles because all their homes are empty, and then we have more people. Right, but that still doesn't solve the the trade partner. Anyway, Dale and I uh, watch for us to become economists. This is now an economist podcast. We're gonna solve economists. We're gonna solve the. I think that name's already. Uh, already yeah, we would have to come up. Can we have a snappy pun? Sure. The brokeonomists. Because it has broke and bro in it. <laughs> <laughs> that would actually be... You're giving me podcast ideas all over yeah, the place here, but The Brokeonomists. We talk about terrible ideas that will inevitably make your country broke. Yeah. Okay. Are we done talking about NAFTA? I think we're done talking about everything. Is there something else you want to talk either about? Either... We have to stop talking about NAFTA or I have to actually learn about it. Yeah, this is not a th- trade uh, agreements are not something that is w- are uh, within my sphere of understanding. Yeah. Uh, like even though NAFTA has been around, what, since the 90s? Is that when it started? Sure. And it stands for North American Free Trade Agreement? Nailed that yeah. one, buddy. That's yeah, all, you that's did. That's literally all I know about it. That's all you need to know. Okay. My question for you was you're going to China, right? Correct. Which has nothing to do with your pandering towards Chinese people and how they should become part of Canada. I mean, if they're listening. No, not become part of Canada. They have their own rich culture and history. We should become part of China is what I'm saying. Okay. All right, anyway. I'm down with that. They built our railroad. We <laughs> owe them. So this, this is totally dumb, but I just read that they have new Oreos over there. Oh, Okay. And nice segue, by the way. I'm going to give you some homework for when you go to when you go in September. Uh, no, February. February. When you go in February, if they're still around because they just debuted them, you have to try. No, I'm not trying either of those. Hot chicken wing. No. And wasabi flavored. Absolutely Oreos. not. Yes. They did have a lot of fucked up Oreo flavors uh, when I was. Uh, it's like uh, the Chinese. They don't have taste buds. You can say it. No, I wasn't going to say that because <laughs> they make some excellent food. It's just they don't understand what a cookie is yeah, and why it should be a sweet thing and not just some, like, fat American snack. It's like a, they're just like, oh, Americans. They love <laughs> chicken wings, and we're going to put chicken wing in cookie form. Uh, no, I'm not trying either of those things. My favorite thing about this is it's not just – hot wing flavored Oreos, it's hot chicken wing flavored Oreos because in the translation, they feared that people wouldn't just assume it's chicken wings. They would think it was some other animal. Sort of fucking weird bird that they eat over there. Yeah. Duck. That's not a weird bird, but they do that eat would, a lot of wouldn't duck. Wouldn't that taste very similar to chicken wings? Uh, having duck wings? Duck, yeah, ducks are like, uh, they're, they're 
much richer and they're fattier and they're like mostly dark meat. It's like imagine an all dark meat chicken. Gross. That's duck. No, it's fucking fantastic. Oh, it sounds oily and disgusting. No, it sounds really good. No. Okay. I'll stick to my Plum. non-rich meat, my pedestrian chicken meat, as you will, because it's not like rich. Get it? The other rich, like monetary rich meat instead of like not rich meat. <laughs> can, we wrap, can we wrap this up now? Are we done? Did um, you say your thing? My what thing? The thing about the, the fucking Oreos. You have anything else? to? I will bring you back some tasty snacks and you can eat them on air when I return yes, from China. Yes, I love crazy Chinese snacks. I will not eat them on Don't the bring me anything fish flavored though. That's always gross. Oh, and that's like 90% of their snacks. Yeah, I don't no. know why. Everything is like shrimp flavored or fish flavored. And it, like, it makes sense cool. if you're like in one of the coastal regions of China, but like they have a lot of inland China where it's like nowhere near where it's safe to still eat the fish. Even then, like shrimp, shrimp is a good, good flavor. I like the flavor of shrimp when I'm eating yeah. shrimp. I don't know if I would want shrimp anything else. Yeah, like those shrimp crackers or yeah. shrimp crisps or anything. Yeah. Yeah. No. Like, the funny thing about flavors is I think a universal truth is fish flavor of any kind doesn't transfer to foods that aren't fish. Like any type of cookie, if there's at all a fish flavor involved, it's disgusting. I'm going to find you fish flavored Oreos oh, while I'm in China and I will 100% bring those back for you. Lobster, buttered lobster Oreos. That might actually be a thing that exists. That would actually be very great. Uh, anyways, the the mailbag failed us yet again. There's a bunch of one one person did uh, did mention the the NAFTA thing. So thank you, Nick, for sending in something actually useful for once. Uh, everyone we didn't else. read it or learn. So but yeah. thanks for sending it in. Th- thank you for telling us what made you mad and giving us some podcast fodder to chat. Oh, do we bit. want to talk about the as well as tomorrow being PSL day? In Ontario, it's Buck Beer Day. Oh, yeah. Doug Ford's uh, most fucking relatable election promise finally come to but life. But it's also kind of just a cop-out because it wasn't like there's definitely going to be beer that's a dollar. It's we're, we're relaxing on mandatory minimum pricing because what they – a while ago what happened was there was cheap beer everywhere – but then idiots got super loaded and got in fights and hurt each other too much. And Canada being a nanny state was like, you fucking idiots can't get this drunk or you'll just stop, won't stop killing each other. So what we're going to do is instead of somehow making people's lives better where they don't need to drink this much alcohol, we're just going to make it That's dumb. cost more so you can't afford to get this drunk and then the world will be peaceful. So now – Ontario is like, okay, we're getting rid of that minimum price. So now it can go down to a dollar. So now you can get a six pack for a dollar or $6. So now people can beat the shit out of each other again because they got way too drunk. Yeah, it's like every every news story I come across where it's like, oh, this person did something fucking stupid or yeah. like crazy violent. It, like 90% of the time it's like, oh, they, they drank a bunch of alcohol. Uh, and then they went and like defecated on a beverage cart on a plane. Yeah, or like. Like we were talking about how alcohol gives you more confidence to talk to women. It also gives you more confidence to do dumb shit. And now that – do you think we're going to see a spike in dumb crime and violent crime in Ontario? 
we'll definitely see a spike. Oh, yeah. Like, things like uh, DUIs for oh, yeah. sure are going to go up. Uh, what else? We're going to see, uh, yeah, probably a lot of, uh, like, fuck, you can see this in action any night, any weekend. Go go walk down uh, the party district in your town, and you'll see a bunch of, like, frat bros, like, yeah. throwing up on each other while punching each other in the face. Not even the uh, party districts. Just go to a park that's not patrolled and you will see young drunk people there. Especially, like, could you imagine if you could get – when we were, like, young and dumb and still drinking a lot and you – like, my brother got married this weekend and I had – in three days I had six beer. Damn. That's uh, – Look at you go, bud. That's old Dale. <laughs> that's like – it's like me having my third beer uh, in, like, on a six-hour stretch and be like – if I drink another one, I'll be hungover. If I drink another one, I'll be too confident when I talk to women. <laughs> that will be a problem. Nobody wants that. Though <laughs> no, it's like I've had three beer in six hours. If I have my fourth, I will be hungover, and it'll just be the worst thing that ever happened. That's the before I quit drinking, I would like you'd hit that that point where it was either like I can have another drink and then yeah. I'm getting fucked up or I can stop drinking now and then it's nap time. But when I wake up from that nap, I'm going to be hung over. Yeah. Uh, and that's, you know, real Sophie's choice there, bud. <laughs> <laughs> which one of those is worse? Who knows? Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I think uh, over serving people is I was trying to find there was something recently that I saw in the news where it was like a person got really drunk and I think they ended up getting kicked off a flight or doing something like insanely stupid or just being a piece of shit person. And, uh, because of it, there was like this, maybe it was in Britain actually. And and they complained about the person being overserved at the airport bar before they even got on the plane, Yeah, which, Hey, airport bars. Like I get, it's your whole business model getting people fucked up before they get on flights, but like, don't get people, smashed before they have to go sit on in a metal tube with other people for two hours like that seems kind of dumb another thing too is who's at an airport bar long enough to get that smashed or are they doing like are they just walking and being like my flight's in an hour give me eight shots and they just like dunk 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 and get super smashed because for me when i go on a flight it's like maybe an hour and a half early and that's enough time to drink what like if you're, like, going gung-ho, that's, like, what, th- time enough to drink three beer? No, amateur. Fuck, what kind of alcoholic are you? I could have had, I would go, I would have, like, a 40-minute layover, and I could put away, like, four or five, like, double, double, oh, uh, you know, whiskey right. sours or something. Before. Like, you can I you forgot can about hard alcohol. Yeah. That is a way more efficient way to get drunk. So this is actually a thing they're doing in the UK. Government uh, is going to limit alcohol sales at UK airports and bid to curb rising air rage and drunken behavior on flights. Oh, it's not even just uh, one. Ministers reportedly consider tougher licensing laws for terminal bars after a number uh, after the number of disruptive passenger incidents doubles. Almost doubles. all of them related to alcohol. <laughs> like. Yeah. yeah. So I see the nanny state. I, I think it makes sense. And I don't know that like, like, sure, I, I, there is an element of like personal responsibility. Like yeah. you're putting the onus on the person to uh, not crush a six pack of dollar beers and then go out and get into a fight and get a knife in the eye. Yeah. But 
uh, if there's something people have proven over the past, you know, couple of years, it's that they really fucking like drinking, and it's usually just to, like, numb the pain of their entire shitty life. Yeah. Uh, and dumb things will happen as a result of that. And the problem is, as we all know, when you numb the pain, you don't feel the pain, and then you just go way fucking harder than you would normally. Like... If you are way low, like how many people have you heard of or met that like broke a limb when they were drunk because they didn't feel the pain and then they fucked up and they like tripped and fell downstairs or something? Yeah. It's ridiculous. And as much as I hate that Canada's kind of a nanny state where they're like, well, we have to take care of you because you can't take care of yourself. There is the terrifying truth that it's true that most people can't take care of themselves and that's where most laws come from just to like force you to be a moderately okay member of society (laughs) and like every time i meet a libertarian and they're like abolish all laws like just let people you know i trust i trust people to uh make the best decisions in in like the in the contribution of of society and the greater good and i'm like have you fucking been paying attention over the past 20 years like no here's here's a simple uh test on how to do this like if you have a communal lunchroom at work and you know how when somebody does a fish bomb, everybody mocks them relentlessly so they never do that? What's a fish bomb? When you nuke fish, when you put fish in the microwave at work and it just fucking stinks out the whole lunchroom for everybody. So you basically the only way you do this is you make fun of the person eating fish until they never do it again. So if you believe people have self-control in any form – Stop making fun of someone who does a fish bomb and then you will just get nonstop fish bombs at work and you'll just have to deal with smelling microwave fish forever, which is disgusting. But would be uh, revered and appreciated on Chinese snacks. Yeah. Well, I guess is that kind of a racist thing to do? No. Outlaw fish bombs because some... Oh, there was a fun thing. So, because I'm now single, yeah, I'm hunting for apartments. Ladies, oh, ladies, if you Derek, know, if you know of any two bedroom apartments for rent, no, in the Burquitlam area, please let me know. But Derek is getting a two bedroom apartment. That means. You can have sex in two different rooms. No, one of those rooms is going to be Noah's. Right. Okay, ladies, you can only have sex in one room because that's disgusting. Well, technically, the the bedroom, the kitchen, the bathroom. The fuck the, the kid. <laughs> They're for 40. Shut up. <laughs> we don't do that shit anymore. Hey, uh, if you want to live real racy, we could have sex in not the bed. Yeah, no, I'm not doing yeah. that. <laughs> so that's how you throw your back out. Yeah. Uh, oh, you want to have sex on the bed? Can I have another pillow, please? Because I don't want to hurt my back, let alone fuck on a table. That sounds ridiculous. I came across an ad, and it was actually for a nice place that I was uh, kind of interested in. I'm going to see if I can find it here. But yeah. uh, the guy said something. Kind of, I was like, is he being racist? Or am I being racist by interpreting this as a racist thing? Where are you at, Ad? I got you. Uh, no, not that one. Not that one. Not. Nice. If, uh... Just, just talk. Just you don't stop. understand what's going stop. on. I'll give you a play-by-play. Derek stop. is Googling places on Craigslist on where to live, and he's trying to remember... The one racist ad in all of Vancouver 
I'd be surprised if there was only one racist dad. And where are you looking at Burnaby? Well, I guess, yeah. Oh, Coquitlam. Oh, Coquitlam. Which, like, fair, but the guy was like, basically, he was like, no, no ethnic food allowed. It, yeah, racist, right? Like, Wait, he said it in a very. Was it a basement suite? It was suite? a basement suite. But he was like, he was like, no smelly, simple cooking. And simple was in, like, air quotes. And I was like, is this dude being a racist? And See, then. I'm torn. Follow up question was, how nice does a place have to be for me to be like, ah, I'm okay with the racist landlord? Okay. So, this is where I might get myself in trouble because I'm torn here. Because. On one hand, you can't really tell people to stop being themselves and stop being ethnic. But on the other hand, if you own a place and you live above your renters, you don't want to smell fish bombs. Here's the thing. If he if he has like uh if he has like an actual aversion to smell fine, but it seemed to me like he was using the cooking as a way to like weed oh, out brown people. Like he didn't like he figured that if he if if I don't let them cook falafel, then they won't live. Then here. they won't live here. Whereas like me as a white guy, I probably could have moved in there and I could have done a fucking, uh, you know, trout bake every single yeah. day and yeah. whatever. He would have fucked with it because I'm a white guy. Yeah. But it, it seemed like like he was kind of it was a little bit dog whistly. I thought in, in that he was that like, is a hey, good term. Yeah. Dog whistly. It's, it's widely, it's like, you know, secret racism, but it's yeah. like, hey, I'm going to, I'm going to weed out the brown people by mm-hmm. saying you cannot cook. Wait, would it be just brown people or would other ethnic people's food also stink? I think now we're getting into racist. If you rank it. Yeah. Because. I, I mean, I'm thinking like really pungent stuff. Like, I, I don't think uh, a lot of Chinese cooking is like it doesn't like punch you in the face with smell. I think the one thing that Chinese cooking would do is because they use a lot of like steam buns and steam cooking this and steam cooking that. You figure that would be bad for like the interior of the house and it oh would yeah, give could, a lot of moisture that wallpaper, into bro. the wood and maybe get mold yeah, and stuff. Absolutely. So if a person were to say no steam cooking that would affect the interior of my house, would that also be dog whistly racism? Yeah. And also, what if they were like, no eating dogs? <laughs> that's, or that's dog whistling right hot there. chicken wing Oreos. <laughs> <laughs> Can we wrap that? We just rambled for an extra 20 minutes. Yeah. Uh, are, well, are we I, good? I figured that if we talked about smart political stuff, we might lose our audience. So we had to talk about dumb shit. I think this is why the people tune in, and I'm 90% confident no one ever listens through to the end of an episode. Ah, it might not be true. I think a lot of people do. All the best stuff's at the end, because we're like... Yeah, but nobody knows that. Because we're like, like oh, we, say that. we got to end this episode because we're over an hour. And then I'm like, wait, I haven't made enough dick <laughs> jokes yet. I got to cram some shit in there in case somebody accidentally <laughs> thinks I'm intelligent because I remembered what NAFTA stands for. Right. That was uh, that was something people were in danger I of doing. I don't think anybody's gonna. I act I don't know, man. It seemed pretty touch and go there for a bit. Yeah. All right. No, I did do a lot of research last week. 
You did, and it was yeah. well appreciated. And I made up for it by doing no research this week. <laughs> it's, got it. it's good to have balance. Yeah. All right. Uh, as always, thanks for tuning in. My name is Derek Bolin. You can find me on Twitter at Herder. I am Dale DeRuder. You can find me on Twitter at SuperDaleBot. Uh, you can find us collectively on Twitter at Outrage Fact Pod. You can find us on Facebook. There's a Facebook fan page where you can just go in and look at stuff. Uh, yeah, you can you can just like it. I don't know to you get just updates. Do whatever Facebook stuff is. Yeah, you do on you there. sell your soul to Mark Zuckerberg. Yeah, uh, if you're not a fan of us on Facebook, please go smash that like button. Uh, or if you want to be anonymous because you're in the woods, not only jizzing but you're also writing your manifesto and you don't want people to know that you are involved in anything, you can just find our podcast on Simplecast and download the mp3 and listen that way that way you don't have the big government breathing down your neck yeah that's a very alex jones thing you just say there dale what if people did that and that was like we had this like huge unknown listener group that was just like downloading the podcast and then like listening to it in a room all cross-legged like a cult what if would you be flattered or would you be creeped out? What if I go to China yeah. and there's like pictures of me and you, like huge murals all over, and we're like, you know, hailed as gods? I would be so pissed because <laughs> my bank account still only has $4 in it. So obviously they're revering us as gods, but not paying their tithes like they should, like cult followers. Yeah, we're going to get there, man. It's, okay. it's our goal. Tw- yeah. Tw- 2019. Yeah, adding, it, adding it to the list of resolutions. We're also on iTunes and Patreon. Uh, iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play, wherever you get your podcasts, you can find Outrage Factory. And if you like us enough to give us actual cash money, uh, please do so on patreon.com slash Outrage Factory. And download us to your Zoom. All right. Uh, <laughs> I think that's it. All right. Uh, uh, I'm back to uh, back to sobbing, sobbing into a pillow because I'm so alone. And I'm back to laughing at him because I'm finally not alone. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Until next week. Stay angry.